0: You, I bless you, I bless you. God, I bless you. I bless you. I bless you, Father. Lord, I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you, God. Bless your Holy name Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all glory, honor, and praise. You're worthy. You're worthy to be praised, God. You deserve every word of blessing we can offer you, Father. You deserve every lifestyle of blessing that we can offer you, Father. You deserve, you deserve more than what we are able to give you, Father, but we give you what we have. We surrender what we have, Lord God. We give ourselves to you. We give our praise to you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In spite of it all, God, we thank you. God, we honor you. We bless you. We bless you with the fruit of our lips, Father. We bless you with the lifting of our hands, Lord. We thank you. 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 Jesus, we bless your name, Lord. You are holy and you are worthy, God. There is nothing greater than you. There is nothing mightier than you. No other name under heaven can save. God, we honor you. We bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for everything. In everything we give you, thanks, Father. It is our reasonable service to give you thanks. It is our reasonable service to just be grateful. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, that even though what we can offer you still does not equal what you deserve, Father, thank you that you are willing to take what we have, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For receiving our limited offering, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we can be together again. Thank you, Father, that we have the privilege of joining together and blessing your name, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for a house to come to, to worship together, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking us over the dangerous highways and byways. Lord, thank you for the covering of your blood and traveling mercies, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for heat and hot water and for food and clothing. Thank you, Lord, for shelter, no matter what it looks like, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the choice of what to wear, God. Thank you that we have a choice. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that there are not holes in the bottom of my shoes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that there are not holes in my clothes anymore thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you Lord that I had a bed to sleep in last night thank you Lord 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 thank you thank you thank you thank you God we can't thank you enough 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 thank you Lord thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you Jesus thank you Lord you are worthy of all glory honor and pray God you're worthy you're worthy you don't need us to tell you but you are worthy you're worthy you're worthy you're worthy whether we tell you or not you're worthy whether we believe in you or not God you're still worthy you're worthy you're worthy great and mighty are you Lord Great and mighty, great and mighty, great and mighty, great and mighty, great and mighty. Lord, you can do all things, and you do all things well, Father. You make no mistakes. Thank you, Lord, even with what you allow. Lord, because you are yet and still wise in everything that you do. You have a reason for everything that you do. You're not intimidated by anything or anyone, God. You see what's happening in the world, and you are yet and still on the throne. Lord, it doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change your power and your might. It doesn't change the makeup of the Holy Trinity. Father, you are who you are all the time. You are consistent, Lord, and we bless your name. For your consistency, we bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. For your consistency, thank you, Father, for continuing to show up when we call. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you never leave us in the first place. Father, bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you that all we have to do is call your name. Father, thank you and change happens, Lord. God, even when we don't see it in this realm, change happens, Lord. Just by uttering your name. Just by uttering your name. Your name is great. Your name is powerful. Your name saves. Your name brings change. Your name builds up and tears down, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Your name infiltrates and makes change on the inside. God. Thank you. 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 Thank you, thank you Lord, for all the things that we deem small. Thank you, Lord, for all the things that we deem Unimportant, thank you, Jesus. We honor you. We acknowledge, God, that you are the only one true God. We acknowledge that you are King of kings, that you are Lord of lords, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the breath in our lungs. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the blood running warm in our veins, for the activity of our limbs, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the senses that we have that work, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And for the ones that might be faulty, we thank you for them too. We thank you, Lord, for the ones that we do have. Thank you for all of our working faculties, Father God. And for those, Lord, who are still waiting on their healing, we thank you in advance, God, because you are the God who heals. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. you, That even if what we are looking for you to do in our lives has not manifested yet, God, you are still able Thank you, Jesus, that you care about us and it is on the way, God. Thank you that we can believe you before we see the fulfillment of our prayers. Thank you, 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 thank you. I know that it may seem excessive to continuously say the same thing over and over again, but we have to realize and remember that we are on limited time right? But God lives outside of time. He is eternal. And so if we spent our entire lives from the first breath that we took here until the last one, we could not praise him enough. That is how worthy he is. So when you hear me, I know it may sound a little funny sometimes because maybe you don't pray that way. That's fine. But you you have to continuously remember when you're not thinking about God, he's still good. When you're at work and you're busy, and He's not the focus of your attention in the moment, He's still who He is. He's still worthy of praise and He is always mindful of us even when we are not mindful of Him. That's why I keep going. That's why I keep going. That's why I keep repeating it over and over and over and over because it's literally what He's worth. And it's not even an even exchange. You, when you give God what He deserves, if you want to get something from give Him what He deserves. Give Him what He deserves. And he gives you what you need, but it's still not an even exchange because anything he gives us outweighs whatever we can offer him, but he still takes it. He's still willing to accept it. And that's why we offer it, because he's still willing to accept it, despite our shortcomings. Knowing that we are imperfect, he's still willing to accept it. The person that you deem worst in this world could say, Lord, thank you, and he would receive it because it's what he is due. It's what he is due. It's our reasonable service to just say thank you, to just be grateful. That's, the, that's 101, to just be grateful. Everybody don't speak in tongues. That's okay. If you do it, great. If you don't do it, okay. Maybe you're working towards it, but even if you never have, you can say thank you. You can say, Lord, you're great. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you made the most beautiful sunset this morning anything, anything that gives him glory. Lord, I thank you that I'm not where I used to be. I may not be be yet where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Thank you for not leaving me where you found me anything. Offer him something, something, something. I'm just up here with a microphone. That's the only difference between me and you right now is that I'm up here and you're down there with a microphone. Anybody can come up here and offer God praise and worship and glory. And we're here to do this together. And I know that you might not have had a wonderful morning. That's okay. Sometimes when you worship God, He he takes that stuff out of your mind. And when you make Him the focus, you you suddenly start to feel peace. And that thing don't matter the way it it did a few minutes ago. It don't weigh on you like it did a few minutes ago. It may not change in the moment's time, but you will start to see what you're dealing with differently. And you'll put more focus on how worthy and how glorious he is and how wonderful he is and how mighty he is because yet and still and in spite of everything God is worthy y'all he's worthy he's worthy he's worthy he's worthy and sometimes you have to make yourself say it you've got to make yourself say it. because you we were born in sin this flesh don't want nothing to do with the ways of God it doesn't want to tell God Lord I bless you even though my my loved one passed away when i asked you to heal them you got to say it anyway lord i don't feel it you can say that i don't feel it right now i don't feel like praying i don't feel like worshiping i don't have anything to say but i bless you anyway i bless you anyway because you're still worthy of it in spite of my feelings in spite of my circumstances in spite of what it looks like god you're still Worthy you're still worthy and he he lifts your heart. I promise you he will lift your heart He will lift your heart. He will lift your heart Because it brings you closer to him Don't you feel more loved when somebody that you love and that loves you? Embraces you don't you feel more loved? Can't you exhale just that thing that was so heavy just two minutes ago? I feel just a little differently right now because I'm, I'm closer. I am embraced And I can feel the love. Just offer him what you have. Offer him what you have. Because he's worthy. Because he's worthy. It's not just us that thinks he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy, y'all. He's worthy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, I thank you. I bless your name, Lord. You're holy and you're worthy. Thank you god for gas in the car to get me here, thank you, thank you, thank you That I had clean water to drink this morning, Lord, thank you Lord Thank you Lord, thank you, thank you thank you, thank you, thank you Jesus for family, thank you Lord, for friends, thank you Lord, for employment thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord that I can move physically. I remember when I couldn't. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you when I needed help to do the simple things in life. Thank you, Lord, that I don't need that assistance anymore. Thank you, Lord, I remember. Lord, I remember. I remember when I had to have somebody else tie my shoe. I remember, God, and I thank you because I can tie my own shoe now. I thank you, Lord. Thank you. I couldn't get out of the bed by myself. I had to have somebody help me out of the... You know what it feels like to lay on your back and you can't do what you're used to doing by yourself? I'm standing up today. I got out of the bed by myself today. I remember when I couldn't. we thank Him for things like that because that stuff matters. It matters. It matters. I just encourage you to let your voice be heard. Thank him for everything. Thank him for anything. Thank him for the things that didn't go the way that you wanted them to go. Thank you for the wisdom that he has to close some doors that we've asked him to open because he knows what we don't know. He sees a bigger picture than we see. So we thank him for his wisdom. We thank him for his greatness. We thank him for doing things on our behalf, whether we understand them or not. God, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Thank you that we can call on your name and that your name holds power to change anything. You know there's sometimes when all you can say is Jesus. And sometimes that's all you need. That sometimes that's all you need. If you don't know what to say, Jesus. 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 Jesus because he shows up he shows up when you call him he shows up when you call him he shows up when you call him and when he comes he brings everything that he is he brings everything that he is and he offers it to you so God we thank you we bless your name Lord we honor you we lift you on high it's quiet in here and you know what if I got to go by myself I'm gonna go by myself you know why because he's been good to me and there are things that I am looking for him to do in my life that I'm going to give him what he wants. I'm going to give him what he is due. I'm going to give him what he deserves. And God, I bless you. And I thank you for the privilege of being in here with these brothers and sisters, Lord God. Thank you for bringing us together again. Thank you that I get the privilege, Lord, of seeing their faces, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, we bless your name. We lift your name on high. We bless you, God. We honor you. We thank you. We give you honor and praise, Lord, because you are good and your mercy endures forever forever. Thank you for brand new mercies everyday God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you Lord. thank you Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Open your mouth and say thank you. Thank you, Lord thank you jesus god i bless you i honor you you are great and you are mighty thank you thank you thank you did you know that there are some things in your life that only prayer praise and worship can help you get through sometimes praise is your weapon it's your weapon it's your weapon you can't fix spiritual stuff naturally you've got to use your praise and your worship you got to fight that battle supernaturally Praise is your weapon. Praise is your weapon. The devil is confused when he knows that he's trying to bring hell into your life and you can still offer up God. I thank you. He don't know what to do with that. He don't like it. He don't know what to do with that. But when you praise anyway, you show him devil, you're not in control and you don't have the final say. I give God the glory because he is in charge. He's in control. God, I thank you. I thank you. I can't see a way out, but God, I thank you. I can't fix it, but God, you can. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, we bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We're going to sing these songs and we're going to get out the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, I thank you. I thank you, God. I bless your name. You're holy and you're worthy, God. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Glory to your name, God. We bless you and we honor you. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah Redeemer of the lost and the cold, you're the sovereign Lord of all. You're Creator of earth and stone. You're the Maker of flesh and bone. You're Jehovah, all power. your freedom, worth fighting for, come with may, you're worthy of glory, come what may, you're worthy of praise, all we are is glory's reflection, we'll bless your name, we'll bless your name.
2: God yes God we surrender every part every piece every moment every minute every hour every day every week every month every year every cent every dollar every paycheck every hundred every talent every gift every ability every word that comes out of our mouth every person that lives in our home every relationship every circumstance and every situation anything that we may be facing surrender all all means all God all means all today Lord help us to walk out this posture of surrender let it not be a moment of surrender but a lifestyle of re-surrender and surrendering again and surrendering again and surrendering again and walking step-by-step with you. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, you are welcome in this place. Come and move, Jesus. Come and move. this praise be like an incense as it arises before your throne Jesus, we thank you that we get to stand in your presence today, surrounded by your people. (laughs) That we get to worship you, that we get to honor you, that we get to give back to you for all you have given to us. That we get to celebrate who you are and what you've done. what you've done, what you are doing, and what you will do. Our hallelujah will never be enough, but God, today we say hallelujah. What you gave us, we give it all back to you. This is the we pray. Amen. 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 Church, you know, that moment of worship that we just had, the team didn't prepare any differently than they did the week before or the week before or the week before. That was us. That was us choosing to press in today and lean in today and worship God today. And that's exactly what I'm talking about today. So, I'm going to like do some things quicker cuz I feel like I just want to get to 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 the message and I don't want to miss what God has already created here. So, kiddos, you guys can follow Pastor Kevin on out of the room. We love you guys. We're thankful for you guys. guys can grab a, a seat. Chris, if you want to keep playing, you're welcome to keep playing, but I also am a piano player, so I know that the, that's a long time. My name is John, and I'm one of the pastors here at Connect, and it is my honor and privilege to get to share this morning something that I feel like God has had on my heart since about March. These are questions that I've been wrestling out with him. So, welcome to this wrestling that I've been doing since March. And today, if you need a a title, um, the title of of today is The Sound of Ecclesia. Um, Pastor Kyle was talking for several months about Ecclesia, and it's found a bunch of times through the New, New Testament, but Matthew 16 18. A lot of us probably know that scripture. And it says, And I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And that word church there is the word ecclesia. And the gates of hell should not prevail against it. Ecclesia means a movement of people moving in a common direction for a common cause. That's what we are. And one of the things that's interesting to me is that that Greek word doesn't necessarily define that it's a good direction or a good common cause. It just means a common direction or a common cause. And I believe we're supposed to take a look today at the Israelites at a time when they did that well and a time when the direction was very skewed and very biased. So just to set it up, The people had been enslaved by the Egyptians. They had been in Egypt for about 430 years. Some of you may know that story depending on your generation from the Ten Commandments movie with Charlton Heston or the Prince of Egypt, one or the other. I happen to know both because my dad loved one and we grew up on the other. But in this moment, God used the plagues to show Pharaoh that he meant business. God parted the Red Sea as part of the journey that the Israelites would take. On this journey that would have been about 11-ish days. He guided them with the cloud by day and the fire by night. He sent literal manna from heaven. Actual literal. We talk like it's a phrase that we use. Oh, it was like manna from heaven. Well, this was actual literal manna from heaven to provide for their needs, to provide for what they need for the food. And then in Numbers 13, and I'm going to, I was originally going to read the whole thing. Jake, I'm just going to jump through a bunch of it. Um, In Numbers 13, 17 through 33, Moses sends spies into the land, into the land of Canaan to go and see what does this look like? What does this feel like? What are we about to face when we step into the promise that God has for us? Because how many of you know, sometimes as we step into that promise, there are obstacles. Sometimes there are things that are from the enemy. Sometimes there's things that God uses to continue to shape who we are and who we are to be in the land that he's giving to us. So they're walking into this, and Moses says, I want to know if the, if the people who are in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land is good or bad, the cities are camps or strongholds. Basically, are they, can we take it in a day, or is this a siege situation? Whether the land is rich or not, on and on and on. So then, I'm going to jump down to verse 23. It says, They came to the valley of Eschol, and they cut down a branch with one cluster of the grapes, and they carried it between two of them on a pole. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. They returned from spying after 40 days, and they came back to Moses and Aaron and the congregation of Israel. And they said to him, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. These giant, huge... uh, grape vines and the pomegranates and everything so nevertheless the people who dwell in the land are strong the cities are fortified and very large moreover we saw the descendants of Anak living there the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south the Hittites the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the banks of the Jordan Then Caleb, who was one of the twelve spies, quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people who we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants— The descendants of Anak came from the Giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight and so were we in their sight. And I think that their calculation here is really interesting. They said it's a good land. We look tiny and insignificant. They see us as tiny and insignificant. I don't know about anyone else. I feel like there are certainly times where I could say this thing is good. But I'm small and insignificant, and the people that are against me, the obstacle that's against me, views me as tiny and insignificant. That's for sure something that I identify with. And I think that if we're honest, after hundreds of years of generational enslavement, it would be unrealistic for the Israelites in the natural to view themselves as anything other than tiny and insignificant. This other nation has enslaved them and kept them in oppression and captivity. So they're going to naturally navigate that and deal with that. And I think that a lot of us navigate those worth and identity and value struggles. But I sense that's not what we're supposed to focus on today. But if you are in the middle of that, I'm praying with you. We are believing with you. I have seen God do great and mighty things in that space in my own life. So don't back down on that fight because that fight is worth it. But in this moment, I just want to look at something. The Israelites had a miraculous extraction from the land through the plagues. They had a miraculous evacuation route through the Red Sea. God literally parted the sea. They had miraculous guidance through the cloud and the, and the fire. They had miraculous provision for their food. And yet, in their calculation of good land, we're nothing, they see us as nothing... They didn't even include God in that calculation. It's not like they said, we don't know if God can do it. God wasn't even a part of it. It wasn't that they doubted him. It was that they forgot about him. They had a month before them of solid miracles. And I am not judging, okay? Because this is something that I very much navigate, struggle with, walk through, deal with on a, I want to say day-by-day basis, but I'm going to be honest, a minute-by-minute basis sometimes in life. But I want to highlight this because I believe that there is a lesson, a biblical lesson that God is wanting to learn in the midst of this and carry with us in the depths of who we are as the body of Christ. How often do our circumstances and situations, our calculation, take into account only my own physical ability? I'm so, I bet you're so glad you came today. (laughs) Welcome to since March for me. How often is it, what are my limitations? What are my abilities? Forget about the supernatural strength, the supernatural joy, the supernatural peace that God promises. What can I do? How can I do this? In Numbers 14, 7 through 10, Joshua and Caleb responded back to the people, and this is what they said. The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, Then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And all the congregation said to stone them with stones. Stone them. God can do this. Let's stone them. But if we're honest, when we're in the middle of something, God bless my wife because there's times where she'll get home and she's like, how's your day? And I'm like, well, this and this and this and this and this. And it felt like everything exploded. And she's like, well, God is able. Like, Give me that stone. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) But there's times where someone is bringing the word, bringing God into the midst of our situation, and we're like, I don't want to hear that right now. My voice, what I am saying, the sound coming out of me is stop it. Mind your own business. Leave me alone, or I will stone you. No, I don't think that any of us take it that far in life now, but I think that, That happens in our calculation, and many of us probably know what happens next because of their disobedience, their lack of faith, their lack of trust, the sound of their ecclesia. They wander for the next 40 years until all the men that were of war age have passed. It wasn't the voice of their leader that determined the direction of that ecclesia. Moses was a faith-filled man. Joshua and Caleb, faith-filled men of God in that moment, saying, we can do this. God is on our side. This is the land that God has promised us. And they said, absolutely not. We're going to stone you. The sound of the congregation determined the direction that the body went in. So I want to translate that real quick for us. By the way, Pastors Kyle and Danielle said hi. They're away. It's not enough for Pastors, and, Pastors Kyle and Danielle to believe for freedom in my life. It's not enough for Pastors Kevin and Lisa to believe and pray over the generations to walk with God It's not enough for pastors Rick and Kathy to want to see people come to know the Lord. It's not enough for TKC team to go into the community to reach the lost for Jesus. It's not enough for whoever happens to be leading worship to be the only one singing in the room. It's the sound of the ecclesia. That's us. That's what we saw this morning. That's what the room was doing this morning. We were leaning into God. We were saying, this is where we're going together. Do our individual and our corporate calculations, do our heart conversations sound like it's good, but I'm not enough and they're not enough, and forget God altogether? Or is the song that's rising out of me, is the cry that's rising out of me saying, He is more than able? He is sufficient. He is enough. I want to jump ahead 40 years. And just a side note, aren't you glad that when we're reading the word, we're able to jump ahead 40 years? Don't you wish that you could jump ahead 40 years in your own life and see how does that situation that I am so concerned about right here, right now, today, pan out 40 years from now? How does that resolve itself? What does God do in the midst of that? I really wish I could do that sometimes. Be like, oh, this was a fleeting thing. Or, oh, I I needed to have more faith in that moment. I needed to lean into God. That decision that I made, yeah, should have made that one instead. You know, the decision he was telling me to make. But I love that we get to see the legacy of what he's done for so many people in the word. I love that our faith gets to be built upon seeing him move time and 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 time again. God let us have that type of faith. So we jump 40 years in the lives of the Israelites, and we see them getting ready to enter the promised land. Moses has passed away at this point, and Joshua is getting ready to lead the people. And Joshua's talking to them as they're getting ready to walk in, and in Joshua 1, 16 through 18, it says this. So they answered Joshua, saying, all that you command us to do we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so we will heed you. Pretty sure they did not heed Moses in all things, but selective memory must be a great thing in this moment. Only the Lord God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your commands and does not heed your words in all that you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. And so in the interest of time, I'm going to just recap a little bit. Uh, But I would encourage you grab your Bible this week. And just as a side note, I want to say something. If you can grab an actual physical Bible, because I think that sometimes in our lives of distraction, reading on our phone, it's real easy to go from "I'm reading my Bible, I'm spending time with God" to "I just got a text message. Who's it from?" There was one day. Oh, I don't. um, I'll admit this out loud. There was one day (laughs) I was reading my Bible. And I felt my watch tell me I got a text message. And I tried to swipe down on my physical Bible to see what the alert was that I got. And I promised myself I would never tell anyone about that moment because it was definitely one of my most embarrassing moments. But also, it was an indicator for me of, I have too many distractions, So if you had the opportunity this week, I would encourage you to take some time and read these passages through because there might be something that God wants to speak specifically to you about what you're in the middle of. So they have crossed over into the land, but the enemies are still in the land, and they're getting ready to start cleaning house, and the first major obstacle is the city of Jericho. And in Joshua 5:15 through 16, it says this, but it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day, only they marched around the city seven times and the seventh time it happened when the priests blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, shout for the Lord has given you the city. Joshua 5, 20, and 21. We're going to jump down real quick. And it says So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet. And the people shouted with a great shout that the walls fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him. And they took the city and they utterly destroyed all that was in the city. So, what is the difference between the first moment that they were supposed to go into the promised land? And the second moment, they were supposed to go into the promised land. The first time, the sound that they were saying was stone them. The second time, it was a shout of victory prior to the victory. So they went from stone them. Get those men out of here, the ones that are trying to disrupt my ability to be negative and sit in my own filth to a massive shout of victory. The sound of the ecclesia, the body, changed. The head hadn't changed. God was still their head. The faith and trust in God of the leadership hadn't changed. The Bible doesn't tell us that Joshua had more faith than Moses. It was still Joshua in the first passage, by the way, that they were saying stone him about. But by the second passage, 40 years later, the sound of the body had changed. We see something similar echoed or with Jesus in Mark 6, and it's echoed in some of the other Gospels. In Mark 6, 2 through 6, it says this. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? Jesus was back in his hometown, and he was ministering, and he was sharing, and he was talking, and the people didn't like it. And what, with, what wisdom is this? with which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. He could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. I want to jump to the end of that chapter real quick. Because I want to see the contrast in the way that that chapter ends. It's verses 53 through 56. When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret and anchored there. And when they came out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him ran through the whole surrounding region and began to carry about on beds those who were sick to wherever they heard he was. Whenever he entered into villages, cities, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they may just touch the hem of his garments, and as many touched him were made well. Is the sound in our heart saying, who does he think he is? Or is it begging to touch the hem of his garment? Is our collective sound begging to touch the hem of his garment? Is it saying, You're sick? Come on, let's go pray. You're in need? Come on, let's pray. You have a family member in a desperate situation. situation? Come on, let's pray. What is the sound that is overflowing from our hearts? In Proverbs 4.23, which Jesus echoes in Matthew 12.34, it says, out of the abundance, some translations, the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The sound that was coming out of them wasn't an empty sound. It was based on their heart positioning. The hearts of the people in Jesus' hometown and the freshly delivered Israelites were not positioned towards him. But the sound of the Israelites as they marched into the promised land and the sound of the people in Gennesaret region said, let's go. I have been going to church for my entire life. I'm 36 years old. And I've had multiple seasons where I've attended multiple services a week. So conservatively, I calculated that this week, I have conservatively been to at least 2,500 church services in my life. Do you know the ones I remember? It's not the one with the perfect sermon. It's not the one where the worship leader sings all of the best notes, all of the best runs, even ministers in the best way possible. It's the ones like this morning where we lean in. It's the ones like this morning where we're able to lay down all of the things that we have brought with us and say, God, be lifted high. It's the ones like this morning where our faith is stirred as an ecclesia, It's the ones where we're singing amen. It's the ones where, and I have done this, okay? So there's no judgment in this because I'm sure we've all been in this place where I'm not saying to the pastor or the person leading worship, yeah, prove it. It's the ones where I am singing of his incredible love. Jesus was present in his hometown and Jesus was present in Gennesaret. In one, he moved in spite of the people. He had to move in spite of them. In one, they brought everyone to him because they were desperate for his touch. Is the sound that I'm contributing to the ecclesia one of faith and trust or one of doubt and sometimes if we're real honest about ourselves outright disbelief or rebellion what's the sound am i positioning my heart to allow him to work through me or in spite of me in my home in my small group in my job in my church How am I positioning my heart so that the overflow, what is the overflow from my heart contributing? I know that God can do all things. I firmly, fully believe it. And on my best days, that is where my heart lives. That is where my faith lives. That is where I'm walking. But on my worst days, what does the overflow out of my heart sound like? if we want to know where our heart is living, then what are the words coming out out of our mouth saying? But also, it's not about the hype. It's not about just empty words, not an empty sound. Because I've done that too, and that is more useless than being prove it to me. Because then I'm just saying this thing that I don't believe. And I'm singing this thing that I don't believe. And I'm, it's not that I'm wrestling out. It's like, I'm just going to do this because this is what we're supposed to do right now. And this is the worst thing ever. Why am I here doing this? Just me? No? Okay. All right. Well. It's about the journey that our hearts have to take. From let's stone him to we are with you. From who do you think you are to can I just touch your sweater? We are with you, Jesus. Do whatever is on your heart. Connect churches with you, Jesus. Do whatever is on your heart. Do whatever is on your heart in this area, in this region, in our world. Do whatever is on your heart we church have an incredible responsibility as the sound of the ecclesia. Pastors Kyle and Danielle are two of the most faith-filled people that I know. But they could be, and fortunately are not, but could be shouting into the void. And it they would be stirred but it's what do we do with that it's what we saw this morning it's those moments where we are saying god come and move it's part of why we when we came back from the pandemic we wanted this room laid out this way it's not because it's an easy way to speak this is the hardest room to speak to ever, not because of anyone in church or anything. It's just because if I'm looking this way, then my back is to a third of the people in the room and my side is to another third of the people in the room. There's no real way to see everyone all at once, but it's not about everyone being able to see me or whoever's speaking. It's about seeing the ecclesia. It's about knowing the person across the room is in the trenches in life and watching them worship in the midst of those trenches and being encouraged by that and being stirred by that. And it's about hearing that sound that's coming from them and it's stirring our faith and it's stirring the sound that's coming from us. It's about laying down the stones and picking up the hen. It's my favorite part of church service. It's what I always said in years past because I've gotten to be on worship team for different seasons in life and a part of it. My favorite thing has always been standing on platform and getting to look out and watching the church worship, watching everyone worship. It's been, always been my favorite thing because I'm not just seeing a mass of people. I'm seeing that person lost their job yesterday. And they're singing, come what may, your worthy Lord. And that person's navigating a cancer journey, and they're singing, come what may, your worthy Lord. And that person's spouse just walked away from them, and they're saying, come what may, your worthy Lord. And I love that we get to all have that now, because we get to see across the room. It's the letting the cry out. It's the letting the shout out before the victory. It's the not saying Do you know how hard it is to tell people about Jesus post-pandemic? It's saying God wants his people to know how much he loves them. And that's what I'm going to join in on. It's about saying, I know that God is working, and I'm going to join him where he's working. And we... As for me and my house, we are going to join him where he's working. And as for me and my family, we're going to join him where he's working. And as for me and the congregation that I'm a part of, we are going to join him where he's working. As for us, we are going to join him where he is working. We are going to be moving where he is moving. And we're going to walk so closely that when he takes a step, we take a step. It's about letting him shape the sound that is in in our hearts, that overflow that's coming out of us, shaping that sound. It's about, and I I love this passage of scripture and I I hate this passage of scripture. (laughs) David, when he's dancing, some of us may know this, he's dancing in like his undershirt. And his wife's like, listen dude, What are you doing? He says, I will become even more undignified than this. I hate dancing. I was just talking to some people about this yesterday at the, at the TKC run. I hate dancing. It is like top five things that I hate more than, than anything in life. My wife loves dancing. <laughs> Sorry, babe. <laughs> we go to weddings, and she gets like two songs out of me. Um but if God asks me to dance, I will become even more undignified than this and if he asks for the sound of my mouth to be a song of praise, I will become even more undignified than this and if he asks for me to join him in serving in TKC, then I will become even more undignified than this and if he asks me to tell someone in my workplace about him, I will become even more undignified than this and if he asks me to tell someone in my school about him, I will become even more undignified than this. And if he asks me to tell someone in my neighborhood about him, I will become even more undignified than this. And if he asks me to sing in the middle of a hundred other people and I hate my voice, I will become even more undignified than this. And if he asks me to lift my hands in the sanctuary, I will become even more undignified than this. And if he asks me to take that step of faith, I will become even more undignified than this. Because the sound that comes out of our hearts matters. We live, I know we've all heard this and we've probably all seen the memes. We live in unprecedented times. Have you seen the one? I just want some precedented times. We live in unprecedented times. We live in an unstable world. Our illusion of stability that we have been able to manage up until now is gone. And if it's not, please come talk to me and tell me how you're still seeing some stability. I'm just kidding. Um, The illusion of stability is gone, but there is one thing that remains the same, and it is Jesus. He is seated on that throne. He is still moving. He is still working after all these years. The cross is still the final word. So come what may, you're worthy, Lord. You are worthy of praise. I feel like um, we're supposed to sing again. So give me a minute here with this. And forgive my uh, voice in this a little bit. We're just going to sing that bless your name again. That come what may you're worthy. And I want to invite you to stay in your seat. Come to the altar. Whatever you feel like you're supposed to do. Sorry, Chris is a much more skilled piano player than I am, so I have to change the settings just a little bit for myself. Because I cheat when I play the piano. Come, one may, you worthy of praise. All we are is glory's reflection. We'll bless your name. We'll bless your name. Come, when may, you're worthy of glory. Come, one may, you worthy of praise all we are is glory's reflection we'll bless your name we'll bless your name come one may you're worthy of glory come one may you're worthy of praise all we are is glory's reflection we'll bless your Name, we'll bless your name. Come when may you're worthy of glory. Come when may you're worthy of praise. All we are is glory's reflection. We'll bless your name. We'll bless your. Name. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. What you gave us, we give it all to you. Yes, we do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, what you gave us, we give it all to you, yes we do. Hallelujah, hallelujah, what you gave us, every part, we give it all to you, we give it all. We give it all to you, yes we do. We give it all to you, yes we do. We give it all to you. We give it all to you, yes. We give it all to you, yes. We give it all to you. We give it all to you 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 Come when may you're worthy of glory. Come when may you're worthy of praise. All we are is glory's reflection. We'll bless name. We'll bless name. We'll bless your name. E é... Feel it, God. We bless your name, God. Hallelujah. 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 Let your praise rise. like incense hallelujah 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 god we give it all to you we give it all to you We give it all to you. 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 you. sound is on your heart to him. We thank you for our voices, God. We thank you we can sing to you. You don't care what it sounds like. in the crushing that we go through in our day-to-day lives, in the pressing that we face, in the circumstances and situations that surround us. Let the sound of our Ecclesia, the new wine that you are bringing out of us, be let me touch the hem of your garment. If I can just reach that hem, If I can just touch that, let that be where my hope is based. Not on my own ability, not on my own strength, not by my might, not by my power, but by the spirit of the living God. You are our hope and our salvation. Our rock, our fortress, our strong tower, the mighty refuge that we can run into and are saved. So, God, today we turn our eyes towards you. Wherever else our eyes have been, we turn them towards you. We today choose to actively switch our focus, switch our gaze, reorient our eyes and our lives on you and towards you. Clear the gunk out of our vessels, God. Clear the junk away that needs to be removed. The old things, the dead things, the my own strength things, the things that I have put in that vessel that I have called important or holy that you have not said are important or holy, God, that you would remove them from the vessel today so that I can be a vessel that carries only you only always you Jesus to the world around me to the ones in need so that the sound of that I'm bringing to the ecclesia says he is able he is more than able he is more than enough There is nothing that can stand against him. There is no name. There is no circumstance. There is no diagnosis. There is no label. There is no situation. There is no power. There is no principality. There is no fiery dart that can stand against the name of Jesus Christ. So whatever else that may be, right now we cast that down in the name of Jesus. And we look towards you, the author and perfecter of our faith. And we say it is well with our soul, whatever may come. Come what may, you are worthy, Lord. Come what may, you are worthy, Lord. All we are is your reflection. We will bless your name. My soul will bless the Lord at all times. At all times, his praise shall continually be on my lips. And anything else that may try to exalt itself, that may try to bring itself up in that space, we say be gone right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Satan, you have no power, you have no strength, you have no authority here because Jesus is in control. So anything else, be gone. Because there is no other name than the name of Jesus Christ. Come one may, you're worthy of glory. Come one may, you're worthy of praise. All we are is glory's reflection. We'll bless your name. We'll bless your name. Let's sing that one more time. Come one may, you're worthy of glory. Come, one may, or oh worthy of praise. All we are is glory's reflection. We'll bless your name. We'll bless your name. We'll bless your name. We'll bless. Your name. We'll bless Name. thank you Jesus thank you Jesus God I thank you for the invitation today from you to touch the hem of your garment I thank you for the invitation today to lean in. I thank you for how we have responded as a body today. Lord, I thank you that you speak to us through emotion and through logic today God let the response that we carry be both one of emotion and of logic God help us in the moments of doubt help us remind us remind us of how you've moved before how we will see you move again God, I thank you for this church. I thank you that we get to do this together. I thank you for where your word says you set the lonely in families, that we get to be an ecclesia, a community, a family. Moving for your cause and your purpose and your focus. I pray that you would show us in the weeks to come, what that looks like for each of us as individuals and what that looks like for us corporately as we walk out this next year. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Church, I just want to say thank you for being here today this what i felt like got put on my heart could have been the most flat, most bland service possible if you didn't come ready to lean in. And you came ready to lean in. So thank you for bringing all of you to today. Cuz it ministered back to me. Um you know all the things there's going to be an offering slide on the screen in just a second. I don't want to not acknowledge that because it is literally how we do what we do. It's how God laid out for the church to be able to function is through the giving of the sound of the ecclesia and that's part of it. There's a QR code, there's kiosks that you can drop it in on the way out. And I just also wanted to say thank you for those who, were, who came yesterday to our TKC 5K run who participated in it. If you were there last year, it will be no surprise to you that Kevin Utz won the race by a dramatic amount. They just had a baby a month ago. So I really thought maybe he won't be here for the run. His, I was watching the, the, the RSVPs as they were coming in, and I'm like, Kevin hasn't signed up yet. Kevin hasn't signed up yet. Kevin hasn't signed up yet. That's a chance for me to do better than I did last year. And then I pulled on, and I was driving past the park, and there goes Kevin doing like a pre-run run. I'm like, this guy, a 5K is not enough. He wants to run before we start our run. I dropped a minute and 52 seconds off of my time from last year, and I was still minutes behind him. But Colvina, it's good to see you today. (laughs) And Kevin, congratulations. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part. You know, TKC, even though it has a separate name, it is the vision of our church. It is the vision of who we are as a house. It's what we do. We get to love on people. We get to share the gospel with people. So thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for joining in it. I love you, church. Have a great afternoon. There's a Phillies game tonight, right? I should know that. Right, Dad? Phillies game tonight? Tomorrow. I knew there was an Eagles game. I I just didn't know if I should say, go Phillies and go Eagles. So just go Eagles and Phillies for tomorrow.